Welcome to Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Bonner. Listen for commentary, interviews, and information on how to grow your business. For all the details, contact BusinessScaleInsightsNetwork.com. So, Empire Builders, are you ready? Here's Kimberly Bonner. Hello and welcome, Empire Builders. This is your host, Kimberly Bonner, with another episode of Business Scale Insights. Can you believe it's October? Okay, everybody in the room, can no. you believe it's October? I'm not getting any feedback. I can't even believe <laughs> no. it's, it's October. October. It's October. And we are in the fourth quarter of the year. And October, for a lot of people, they don't know that it is National Women's Small Business Month. I know, you know, there's like a designated month for almost everything and a designated day. But this is a big month that highlights female entrepreneurship in the in the United States. And so... I love um, uh, using this platform in particular to heighten awareness to different things. And obviously, in my opinion, since I'm a female, and I'm a female founder, um, female entrepreneurship is a big th- deal to me. So here are some numbers that I gleaned. And since I'm a little bit of a data head and I know there's some other people out there like me, there are 11.6 million women-owned businesses in the United States. 825 women-owned businesses are started every day. The number of women-owned businesses is growing at 2.5 times the national average. $1.9 trillion in annual revenue comes out of women-owned businesses. And for the Floridians out there, the top five states, the number one state with the fastest growth rate, for women-owned businesses, drum roll, drum roll. It's Florida. Yep. So if any, if 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 there's any place we should be talking about this kind of thing, it is definitely Florida, and it's definitely on this show, Business Skill Insights. I am so honored today to have with me a woman who's all about female entrepreneurship and empowering women and getting them to think bigger and make Power Moves, and welcome to the show today, Michelle Talbert. She is the founder of Her Power Moves, and I love this tagline, Unnetworking Events for Busy Professional Women. Michelle, thank you for coming. Kimberly, thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited. I am excited, too. I met Michelle at one of her unnetworking events, (laughs) and I've been to a ton of networking events. Michelle and I both kind of have spent some time in the big city of Washington DC and and we were lawyers there and that's a whole nother kind of <laughs> networking experience. Yes. And so um I've I've been some places and seen some things and so is she. And so when I came to this networking event, I didn't know what to expect. It was my first time and it blew my mind. Right. Because what was beautiful about it is that it was beyond just the transactional kind of how can I do business with you? It was more on the um, on a on a almost like a spiritual level, for lack of a better word, women really talking openly about their past and about what they they hope to plan for the future, whatever obstacles that they're facing, um, and their business is part of that. But it was much more holistic in getting to really know people as opposed to just getting to know their business and buy something from them. Although that was a part of it, right? 
but it was much bigger than that. And so I was so impressed with the women there and I was so impressed with what happened there that I wanted you on the show and I wanted to promote you as, as much as possible because you're doing something and you're tapping into something that I have not seen before. Thank you. So tell me about your, your background and how did you, why did you decide to start Her Power Moves? Right. Um, absolutely. Thank you. I'm just, again, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to meet you. I'm oh, so glad that you, you came to the event because you added so much value. And we really appreciated your contributions that thank day. You. And going it. forward, I'm excited about um, your platform here. I actually grew up in New York. I'm originally from New York. Oh, which truly a big city. Oh, Jeff yeah. is from New York as well, our executive <laughs> producer. Uh, everyone from New York let you know they're from New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, but, you know, I graduated high school and went straight into the workforce. I met who would become my first husband. And, you know, by the time I was 22, I was a single divorced mom with two kids in diapers. Amazing. And working during the day. And I had started taking classes at community college at night. And 10 years into that two-year degree, um, I transferred up to Cornell University. And my kids and I went, and I graduated at the age of 30 with my bachelor's and went on to Penn for law school. Wow. And went into the workforce, which is where you and I both practiced in Washington, D.C. Corporate practice, you think that when you make these decisions later in life, then how could you have made the quote-unquote wrong decision? Mm -hmm. And I ended up practicing, and I was not happy or fulfilled. There are so many lawyers that are like that all over the United States. Right. And to think that I was making this choice later, quote-unquote, in life Mm -hmm. was disturbing to me. I couldn't believe, well, how did I get it wrong twice, right, so (laughs) to speak? Um, So at any rate, I continued to practice, met and married my second husband, and that didn't work out. So by the time I was leaving the practice of law about seven years ago, I call myself a recovering attorney. I was online dating and broke up with a guy after a whirlwind relationship. And we came back together and co-authored a book about online dating What in your 40s and after divorce and with kids. And that sort never of... happens to any of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> I know you're just like, I don't know. I never make money with any of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> we made money together. I need, we, you and I need to talk. <laughs> But there are too many to count, so maybe maybe that's the reason. But go ahead. But you know, and what happened, and what happened, and how I ended up here is because by self-publishing, we had to immerse ourselves in social media. That's how we were going to get the marketing for the book. So I hit Twitter heavy. I had been on Twitter for about three years by then. It was 2011, 2012, and um, Ebony found me from my tweets Get and time. I was hooked on social media from them because it's like Ebony Magazine like that's on my grandmother's coffee table Ebony, <laughs> when I was growing up um no I was sold on social media so I am a, you know how we talked a little bit off air about you know some people don't like social media I love social media because social media has enabled me to meet incredible people including like you because we met through promoting my event absolutely, online absolutely and I think it's a great um platform So with that, helping women get access to social media, get access to the types of events that I was going to spawned Her Power Moves, Her Power Movement, Her Power Hustle, the podcast that I had. Oh, wow. That is a great story. Well, I have to go to a break. But when we come back, talk to me about literally Her Power Moves. Absolutely. Um, What is that whole concept about? And if someone was to come to one of your Her Power Moves events, Just take us into that experience. What is it like and what are they going to take from it? So we will be right back after this break. 
If you already have a proven business model but have concerns about the best way to grow and scale, then you should contact the experts at New Day Consulting Systems. New Day uses innovative techniques to 10 times the impact of your business. Your local business can become a regional, national, or international enterprise. New Day Consulting Systems will show you how. For more information and to get started with New Day, visit the website at NewDayConsultingSystems.com. One word, NewDayConsultingSystems.com. To get your business off the ground and into orbit, contact New Day today. And we are back. I am Kim Bonner, host of Business Skill Insights, and we are talking about all things related to national Women's Small Business Month, and my headliner for this month is Michelle Talbert, who is the founder of Her Power Moves. And before we went to the break, I wanted Michelle to talk about Her Power Moves. What is this? What are your events about? Take the listening audience there for me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Her Power Moves is is grounded right now here in Broward because what I found was that we had this amazing community of women who are sort of all over the place and not fully connected to one another. And we would go to Palm Beach and go down to Dade and run into each other at different events. And there wasn't sort of a place where we could come together and get together and share resources and connect. And the the tagline for Her Power Moves is where women connect, collaborate, and create cash flow unapologetically. Beautiful. I love that. So (laughs) we do a lot online and that's valuable. As I said, I love social media. However, to be able to come together as women into a space that's safe where we can share when you're an entrepreneur, you feel very isolated often. And so to be able to come and find out that people have the same issues or at least issue adjacent issues and you feel like you're not so alone. So the goal with Her Power Moves is to bring women together to, number one, connect in a way unlike you said, like you said, unlike any other networking event. This is not about putting on name tags or handing out business cards. This is about saying, hey, sister, I see you. I I applaud you. I might want to buy from you. I might have someone else who wants to buy from you. How can we connect? How can we grow? How can we share resources? And that's that's the entire ethos of Her Power Moves. It, w- one of the things that was so amazing was people felt safe. Right. And um, having been around business for a while, you know, when you're swimming with, swimming with sharks, and there may have been many sharks in that room, but you have created such a safe environment that even amongst the sharks, like Shark Tank, <laughs> um, women were very open and free to talk about their past, to talk about their stories. Some of them shared experiences of domestic violence. Actually, I want to say two women. Right. One of your close friends from high school yes. actually came, and then there was a woman at the table with That's me correct. who shared the same story. And I'm sure it, it, that is you recognize that that's very unusual to happen at a networking event for people to feel that that kind of level of safety. Mm-hmm. So how did you create that kind of environment? What what is it about Michelle that translates into that kind of culture? Well, I think and you got a little taste of this earlier. I've had a really for lack of a better term interesting life. I've I've 
interacted with a lot of different types of people. And I think the more you are able to interact with different types of people, the more you're able to feel compassion and empathy and to really connect with people wherever they are, meet them where they are. And for me, that's the most important part. These are business events. But to think that business happens in a vacuum is silly. If my kids are not happy at home, when I go to work, I'm thinking about my kids. The saying goes, you're only as happy as your least happy child, right? Correct. So I really wanted to create an environment where we don't have to leave any part of us outside of the room. I love that. I love that. I love that because that is, you've hit the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Like I literally coach and have coached on so many different levels, really for a good part of my career. And I launched New Day in about 2010. And one of the things that I have seen, and I've talked about this previously on my podcast, is that beliefs birth behavior and where somebody is internally will manifest outside. So if someone is struggling, whether it's with kids or chaos at home, it's very difficult to expect that person to come to the market with a voice exactly, and come to the market really thinking that they have value, right? you know, right. and it's just so important that I think we have this discussion in the middle of all the chaos that's going on in the world, Absolutely. whether it's the Kavanaugh hearings or the Me Too movement, wherever you are on these issues, one thing I think we need to get clear is that who you are, whatever you're dealing with between your ears and whatever's going on at home, the whole person influences a business. Like we're just seeing Elon Musk be sued by the SEC. A lot of that has to do with whatever is going on internally with Elon Musk. And people think that business has nothing to do with personal. 50% of business is this between your ears. It's what's going on in your life. And if there's something, if there's a one public education gem that I could give to my audience, um, and we're talking to women, but this applies to anyone, it's that if, if, if you're going to be effective in the market, one thing that you have to do, Gary Vee calls it self-awareness, whatever you want to call it, there's got to be some level of reconciling the personal and the professional, right. the emotional, right. what's going on with you. Because if you don't value you, right, how can you expect me to value you? Right. If you don't think you have a gift to offer, how can you expect me? I've, I've coached so many women and they are willing to do so many things for a fraction of what a man will do. Right. And I don't blame men. I'm like, you know, we should look, we should, we should learn from them. You know, I've had male clients and they'll come to me and like, Kim, I'm good. You know, they don't know this, but they'll, let's say, be offering um, in the market a fraction of what the female entrepreneur is offering. And they'll, and then they'll say, and I want the moon for right. it. Right. Exactly. I want, $25,000 for it. Right. And then the female will say, but I want $5,000 right. for it. And offer four times or five times That's as much value. And, exactly. do, and, and do all the cleanup work exactly. and everything in between. And, and, and I see this so often that I have just come to the conclusion that w- women have to talk about this elephant in the middle of the room. There's some things that we cannot control. We can't control whatever is going on around us. But we can control how we perceive our value right. in the marketplace. Right. And so I think what you do with her power moves and what happened in that room was magic. Thank you. 
because you saw women's women popping up with their voices and feeling safe mm-hmm. and recognizing, you know, I have such a I have such a talent, I have such a gift right. and I'm not afraid to say it and I'm not afraid to brag a little bit about it. Right. And that's kind of it's it's special. So I was just so excited. You really are Thank you. doing something terrific. Thank you. So share with me some of the insights that you've gotten working with women in these her power moves. Like I you know, do you see mistakes that some women are making when they're doing moving into entrepreneurship? W- w- share some insight. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It really comes down to the value of undercharging in the marketplace. <laughs> that is a big deal. It's Be- and it's it's my friend Michelle Hollinger has written a book called Worthy and it really is all about it starts with that relationship with yourself. Truly. You know, I always say the three most important relationships that we have to navigate start with the relationship with ourselves, the relationship with the people with whom we share a bed and a roof, Correct. and then the people who we step out into the world and share a relationship with. But it starts internally first. And if we do not feel that we bring enough value to the table, we're never going to charge enough. And I'm guilty of it all the time. All of us Now, are. there are times when you make a marketing decision, like you purposely undervalue some or at least charge less just so that you can have more folks have awareness. That's a different decision than saying, oh, I'm not sure if I know enough. I need another certification. Maybe I should wait before I put this out to market, which I find that a lot of women do. And we have the knowledge. You know, they call it the imposter syndrome. You know, we have more than enough knowledge and what we don't know we'll learn along the way because that's how driven we are and how focused we are. And so if we just show up and charge what we're worth, people will pay. But I think we're afraid to do that. And I say we because, like I said, I'm in that boat, too. So I think the first thing to start with is really understand your market. I think Rosama St. John says it beautifully. And she's like, you know, start higher and then add tax to that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm going to take that as well. Start higher and and then add tax to that. So ladies out there for National Women's Small Business Month, you need to remember that and take that to the bank. We have to go to a break. Um, I want to talk also about failure rates with female-led businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, It might be related to what you just said. It might not be. Um, But when we get back from the break, let's talk about really kind of success and failure and, and what you see are the keys. We'll be right back. Everyone loves getting the royal treatment. It's a clear understanding of that simple fact that has enabled Royal Maid Service to grow from one location in 1992 to be one of the largest maid services in Florida. Now, Royal Maid Service is actively looking for the right entrepreneurs for franchise opportunities in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Jacksonville, and Bonita. Royal Maid Service was founded by an English couple and operates on the centuries-old tradition of proper English service. If you are a strong entrepreneur looking to provide superior service to discerning clients, Royal Maid Service would like to speak with you. Call 800-577-5947. Again, that's 800-577-5947 to speak with a representative. This advertisement is not an offer to sell a franchise. That offer can only be made through our franchise disclosure document. And we are back. This is Business Skill Insights with Kim Bonner. We are talking about National Women's Small Business Month, and I am talking with Michelle Talbert of Her Power Moves in Broward County, Florida. When we 
before we went to the break, we were talking about um, kind of like some of the things that women struggle with in business is valuing their gifts, their talents, what they're bringing to the market. And when we went to the break, Michelle shared some insight because I want I want I want Michelle to share with the audience, like, how do we break this cycle? How do female entrepreneurs get out of this devaluing what they do in their businesses? Stop being cheap. Um, you know, when you when you approach a deal as how can I pay the least amount for this, you are sharing a certain type of energy that is going to come back to you. So in other words, if I have a product that I typically charge $100 for and I see an artist selling a piece of work on the street and they're charging $25 and I say, can I get that for 15 How can I expect someone to pay me full value for my work? And so there is, I understand people want discounts and deals, but really think about the energy. Think about the mindset that you're bringing to that transaction. And how do you want that to come back to you in your business? You know, I was saying every time we have an event, I pay all of our vendors, all of our photographers. No one works for free. I'm not all about you can get exposure if you come work right. for me. There so just important. comes a time where you have to pay and you need to be paid. And Correct. so it, there is an exchange of value and goods and services, and that's how the marketplace works. I completely agree with you. It really does start with each other. Right. Um, but amazingly, I have experienced um, women haggling with me right. more than men. Sure. Because men know their value. They get it. <laughs> they get it because they want to but make they, their full no, price. But they'll pay me. Well, that's true. They'll pay me full price. Right. And women will him and haul right. with me. Right. So is that... Dovetail, we're going to dovetail into the whole failure rate. Like mm-hmm. what What are the keys that you've seen with women over the years, women-led businesses, the ones that prosper, the ones that bloom, or the ones that fail? What are some of the key differences between the women right. leaders of those businesses? I think hiring your weaknesses. Um, John Maxwell has a book that I read, and I always forget the name of it, that I read some years back. But the goal, the, the point is when we're in school, if we have a B in one class and a C in another class, they tell us to work on the C. And in business, we need to work on the B and hire the C. Correct. What I'm saying is if I'm not good with accounting, then I need to get an accountant and focus my energies on being the best marketer, the best person to curate the events. And oftentimes as women, I think we think we're supposed to goes back again to that whole notion of knowing everything. And that then goes into doing everything. That's so true. And you can't run or scale a business. Right. Let, let me. This is this show is called Business Scale right. Insight. So <laughs> let me give you some business scale insight right here. Here we are. You can't scale a business if you're doing all of the work in every area. That's correct. It's not, it's, you're self-employed. You have a job. You're not running a business that is scalable, that you can even really sell. Sure. It's not a real, you just have employed yourself. Exactly. Um, And a lot of women are there. They are self-employed. And I'm so happy because that's a, that's, that's a big leap, Right. 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 But we have to, there's a lot of mindset changing and changing changing of mind as it relates to capital and getting the kind of money that you need to get the people to do the things you need to do. Right. But if you think you can do it all, right. you're not going to scale. Exactly. And I think there's something to be said about knowing how everything needs to be done. Yes. 
and then doing it all yourself. Those are two different things. Oh, and we need to focus on really, you know, getting folks. And, and, and again, I think this goes back to a money mindset. There's a fear of saying, well, I'll be responsible for someone's paycheck. I have to make sure that I'm making the money. And it's scary. It is extremely Let's just talk, scary. talk about the fear. Right. Let's talk about the fear. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Open the kimono. Yes. Becoming an entrepreneur and hiring staff is one of the scariest things right. you will ever right. do in your life. Because these people, to a certain degree, you're going to be responsible for putting food on the table for them. But you don't have to take a quantum leap. That's there are ways to, correct. you know, contract out and 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 work on a basis where you're not hiring a W-2 employee. Exactly. You know, you're contracting with people. You're using them on an as-needed basis, maybe on retainer. There are ways to be creative about it but still achieve your goals while still leveling up and getting more income in your door and feeling more confident. You know, success begets success. So even if that success is small, you're still going to feel a little bit more confident. And then you take the next step and the next step. But it's taking that first step. Even if it's probably the smallest step you may take in your entire business career, it's the scariest step. It really is. Well, like I said, it's like the best of times and the worst of times for female entrepreneurship for a lot of different reasons. Um, But I I will say this. We have a lot of micro entrepreneurs, um, particularly with minority female entrepreneurs. Um, and some of that is just because of the situation that people are in. But it's wonderful that we had this conversation trying to take people from that startup and moving them along. Uh, Michelle, I'm sure there are people out there who love what you had to say. Talk to them. How can they reach you, and what's your next event? And invite them to join you. Oh, thank you so much. And and first of all, Kim, thank you so much for having me. I have the next event. We are looking toward November. And what we are doing is giving women business owners an opportunity to actually, we're having a vendor fair. And we're opening that to the public. So every woman business that will be represented there will be a woman business owner. Um, So you can email me directly at Michelle, that's with two L's and an E, at michellewhitealbert.com. And if you want to get more information, go to herpowermoves.com slash stay in the know. Okay, that is all. Have a great day. Thank Thank you. You have been listening to Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Bonner. To get her personal attention to you and your empire, go to businessscaleinsightsnetwork.com. That's businessscaleinsightsnetwork.com. And tune in again next week for more from Kimberly Bonner with Business Scale Insights.